Hello and welcome along. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Yeah, fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1 833 eBay 723. That's 1 833 322 9723. This is fake announcer guy saying, Here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, to be precise, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show, here to uh, make your eBay business hopefully more profitable and maybe even a little bit more fun too. Sherry's a full-time eBay seller based in Colorado, mostly based around uh, consignment work, and uh, she moonlights (laughs) as uh, the most acceptable face of selling as far as eBay is concerned. She's a regular guest at the uh, eBay New Recruit Induction training events where they present her as the acceptable face of selling and I'm sure they leave the meeting thinking wow our sellers are wonderful aren't they and uh, it must be a horrible hideous shock when they get out there and deal with the rest of us well uh, Philip was invited too but we'll talk about that later <laughs> Philip went full-time selling on eBay in 2009 he's a top-rated seller with eBay and a silver level flyer with United Am I right, or are you higher yeah, than Yeah, I, I struggle to tra- travel enough to make any kind of uh, level these days, but I'm holding in there just about. Next year might be tougher. Might be a tougher challenge. Yeah, he's in Cancun, and he's just traveling all around to get all the points he needs for the end of the year. There we go. All right, uh, coming up in today's show, we have... UPS and FedEx are fighting for your Q4 business, and meanwhile, USPS seems to want less business. Yeah, bless them. And uh, we look at the numbers and ask, has eBay quietly stopped hiring people? Is there a hiring freeze? And what does that mean for the numbers? And eBay says that free returns are the industry standard. Is that still true? We'll ask that. And uh, there's a strange one for you. eBay has uh, engaged the capitalization police. Uh, They're shouting at you to do something different. We'll find out uh, a bit later on. Okay, in the news, Sherry, we have uh, USPS. Uh, you told me about this. Yes. So, in some places, they're refusing to scan more than five packages. And I, I finally... So, when I see my mail carrier, which I have a lot of windows, and I take the dogs for four walks a day. Wow. So, uh, you know, the ones during the day are, are shorter. The first one's the <laughs> most important. But when I see her midday, I'm always running over to her and saying, oh, hey, can you pick up packages at my door today? Because we have these locked mailboxes a block away. Uh And she would say, sure, every time. So one day I got up the nerve just to say, I have packages every day, Monday through Friday. Can you pick up the packages every day? And she said, sure, no problem. I didn't realize you had them every day. So, as I normally do when I find a better way to do something, I berated myself for being so stupid and so slow about getting my mail carrier to take it because now I'm not paying one of my employees to take it to the post office or taking it myself. Well, that sweet little romance with the post office lasted about two weeks. And then I found a note uh, last week in my locked mailbox that said, here's how you do a scan form with 
click and ship. And we need that from now on if it's more than five packages. And I'm happy to pick them up from your door still. So I belabored and um, used eBay's bulk shipping tool, which was not fun. Hmm. And it changes everything about how I do things, which I could adapt to. But um, anyway, I did that, and it was very irritating and stressful, as things are when you're doing something new that you have to, like, relearn how to do it, where to look. So this is, oh. uh, just 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 recap, this is um, a document that summarizes all of the outgoing USPS packages since the, the last time you shipped out. Is that what it is? Well, um, the scan form. The scan form is a barcode, and when they scan it, it scans everything that you've done for that session. So it's like so, a master barcode that captures all the stuff you've yes. done. And you can only get that from eBay with the bulk shipping tool. Have you ever used it? I, I have not explored that aspect of eBay. But if, it, but if you just ship it out using the regular, you know, onesie twosie flow, you can still access that form or do you have to, have to ship no. out using the bulk flow? You have to use the bulk flow. Oh. And the reason I am doing my quiet voice, which means I'm trying not to scream, is because after all of like learning, relearning how to do things and having to record things differently and all of that, mm. it wouldn't print with my Dymo label printer. It, and you know what? If you know how to do it, I will send you an eBay swag gift. Okay, well, there's, there's an offer. You can get in touch with us and take advantage of Sherry's generosity, uh, which she oh may regret generosity. offering, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with it anyway. Uh, at the website, that's sell, sell, sell dot online, sell, sell, sell dot online to get in touch with Sherry and claim your prize. That's okay, right. so. Wait, uh, wait, uh, yeah, go ahead. Are you going to ask I've me heard something of about this? That? And I don't know whether it's official policy or just the rank and file are just so disgruntled with their management that this is now their little private way of making life difficult. I, I don't know. Well, I want to expand on my experience and then and then touch on that because in order to print my labels, I had to generate them all. They all generated to a PDF that won't work on a label printer it would only work on an inkjet right and i actually couldn't print them because my inkjet has decided it's just not going to work it's just going to make a sound when i tell it to print and not print so i have to work on that but anyway what i had to do was go back to the bulk shipping area and then reprint every label individually and i was able to do it to my thermal label printer so after this nightmare of a shipping day I put everything out with my two scan forms, two eBay accounts, and she never picked it up. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that you have to like request pickup, but that doesn't go into effect until the next day. Um, that is that is one of the, the problems problem. I think of the request pickup. You can either cheat and just say pick up every day of the year, and there'll be days yeah. when they turn up and knock on the door and there isn't anything. Or you can do it as and when you have something, but I think you have to file it before midnight Pacific time the night before. So all the stuff that yeah. comes in overnight doesn't doesn't get counted. So it's all built around like a, a, a two-day period rather than a one-day system. 
Yeah. So the next time I see her, although I feel like she's like connected with Invisigirl and has a shield on her um, truck, so I can't see it anymore. Because the next time I see her, I'm going to run over and um, tell her, I'll, I could have that scan form for you, you know, with much, you know, distress and much labor on my part. But can you just assume I have it every day and come? Because I have something every day. I do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear if you've encountered this and whether you've got a, a, a cleaner way of keeping USPS happy. It's pretty messy. I spoke to my guy because you said you were going through this and I have a reasonably good relationship with my postie and he'll scan whatever I leave, no questions asked. He's He's an eBay seller himself. He sells BMW car parts, so he kind of understands the game. I mean, the problem I have, well, the scan the scan form is a difficulty because sometimes it's difficult to do a scan form the same day as you're, you're shipping out. So it sort of kind of lags behind the real world. Plus, I'm not even sure whether it is a proper real acceptance scan because there's no proof that, that all the numbers on the scan form were correct and that they were all picked up. So if you had a really expensive item and it was scanned via a scan form and it went missing and you tried to file an insurance claim, I, I wonder whether you'd have any success because they'd say, well, yeah, it was, on the, it was on a scan form, but that's not proof of receipt. I would like to know that so before if changing the way got, I do everything. Uh, uh, has experience of that, because that's the mockery of the thing. I mean, it's, it doesn't count for it. It's like scanning it at the kiosk in, the, in the, the post office. It's just a nice document that you can show someone. It doesn't actually mean anything in terms of proving anything. Okay, yeah. so um, anything Thank else to say on that? Or should we leave me. that open and see if we get any, uh, any advice on that? Yeah, I'd love to have some advice on that. And, I mean, know, I think that I, I don't know whether this is endorsed swag. by um, USPS management. I doubt it. I, I think it's maybe the, at the sort of branch post office level, they've come up with this scheme. Maybe it's just a way of telling management they're not very happy. Uh, I don't know. It, it is because it makes no sense in terms of the way the product is set up, Priority Mail in particular. You know, they've been since what, 2013 positioning priority mail as an end-to-end -end scan service, that it's insured, insurance is included, well, you can't have an insured product that you don't know you've received. Um, so, you know, it's sort of, I feel that we as, as sellers are being dragged into some internal conflict between two different factions within, within USPS. Yeah, and the carrier before her... Um who was coming, you know, I would see him and flag him down and he'd come. And he told me that he got credit for the amount of packages he picked up. So he was happy to do it. Yeah. But I don't know if her office told her, okay, but you only can do it if you have a single scan form. That so might be when it. I see her. Yeah. My like guy did say there was an issue time. now of, of them getting proper credit for packages. And he was asking me just to go ahead and file a, a request for pickup every day of the year anyway, because that then somehow triggers something in terms of he gets credit for what he picks up or, or some such. I don't know. I, I just feel we're being dragged into something that's not our business and frankly should be handled within USPS and shouldn't be thrown at us as a problem we have to fix. Yeah. And I 
It would be so nice if eBay could generate a scan form and you could just check off the items that you've created labels for that you want included in the scan mm -hmm. form. Wouldn't that be nice? The silly thing is, though, that once you've got the hand scanner in your hand, you've set it up as scan prepaid mail. To scan six, seven, eight, as opposed to three, four, or five makes about three seconds difference. Yeah, and it's a far because you've got to arguing find... with you or me on the doorstep as to why this is a dumb idea. Yeah, it would just be quicker to do it rather than argue the toss because you just it literally takes what a fraction of a second probably to do each one once it's sitting sitting you know in front of you. Yes, true. Because they she also has to put them in in different spots where they fit on the mail truck. So she has to handle them individually anyway. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Okay, so that's the, uh, the USPS and the scanning of the five parcels. Uh, another item in the news this week, something that, that uh, I don't think I saw anywhere else. I like to track what eBay is doing in terms of hiring people. Not just a shower, you can go talk to them, but it gives you some idea of what they think is important and where they're spending their money and uh, what's going on, what projects have approval and budget and what schemes they're working on that we haven't heard about yet. So I, I like to look at the vacancies. And I, I did a quick check the other day. And uh, the first part of this year, when everything was going well, we were in sort of pandemic mode, the eBay US vacancies were running well into the 400s, maybe 450, 470, something like that. I ran the total on the US the other day, and it was like 143, which for a company the size of eBay is very small, like down so by two-thirds. Now, that could that? just be they filled all the vacancies and no one wants to hire anybody. I, I don't think that's the case. So I think that they've, they've throttled back on spending money on hiring people. And it's just, I think 143 is as, the company the size of eBay is as good as a, a US hiring freeze as you're going to find. Curiously, they did seem able to find the money to hire those uh, security people that uh, they were looking for to <laughs> protect the executives. We spoke That's about that right. the other day. So there you go. Uh, and that just makes eBay alongside everybody else. I think, what, Twitter, Facebook, Shopify, Stripe, all these e-commerce people are getting panicky now about you know their cost structure post-pandemic and whether if there's a downturn they'll be carrying way 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 too high fixed costs and i think that's what's going on so yes ebay says their results are better than expected and everything's going well and the strategy's on track but this is the first sort of quiet uh shift in approach that maybe says that they're getting a little bit nervous about will this ever actually deliver the margins that they hope it will and, and make the money that they suggest and as a precaution i think they're they're reducing their fixed costs Mm. Uh, let's go back to shipping, Sherry. Um, we've talked about this before. I mean, UPS got awfully competitive recently, didn't it? Yes. UPS hasn't had their residential fee. And actually, they've been even competitive on two and three pound packages, competitive with USPS rates. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed to see. And FedEx was just still off doing their thing. But did they already remove the residential fee? It's difficult to know because eBay doesn't break down the the fee that you see on that ship your item page. But my guess is that almost certainly they they were forced uh, to do what UPS did, I suppose, a few months ago and, and drop the residential surcharge. I think that UPS has done that across the board. Um and I think FedEx's response at this point is just eBay only. Because I have a FedEx account and I haven't seen that 
that residential surcharge disappear from it. It seems as big as ever. So, of course, I'm not sending anything out via my own account these days. I'm just using either eBay's own system, which seems pretty good, or Pirate Ship, which seems very close. The two of them seem pretty aligned in terms of UPS rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, FedEx has been so much more than UPS. I haven't shipped FedEx in months, but that's changing now, huh? Yeah, so it, it comes and goes. Um it's just, a, I mean, I think the general advice is is don't just accept the first figure you see on the screen, shop around a little bit. Certainly worth having a pirate ship account. It doesn't take very long to set up. It does integrate with eBay of a fashion, and it'll give you at least a, a pretty competitive quote. They don't do FedEx. They do UPS and USPS primarily, I think, and they have their own sort of version of eBay's standard international, which sometimes can be useful if the buyer is not sensitive to a slightly longer shipment than maybe first-class mail. Yeah, their discounts are good. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that uh, UPS has has gone first and FedEx have now followed, whether that'll ripple through to everybody else in the market. Who knows? Meanwhile, USPS seems to be going in the opposite direction. They've filed uh, for significant prices increases next year. Obviously, they've got inflation going on. Um, but at the commercial prices, otherwise, in other words, what what you pay online uh, through the various e-postage providers, I think the uh, the likely increase next year is of the order of three, close to four percent for commercial rates. But they are jacking up a few things, like um, for priority mail for the larger parcels, in other words, two square foot or over. Right now, this year, they put a fifteen dollar. Uh, surcharge on that, that's going up to $25. So that's priority amount. I think that's going up as much for other classes of mail. And I, and I guess it's because priority mail for zones five to eight is an airmail-based service. They have to rent space on planes, and maybe uh, with planes, the volume is what kills you, not so much the weight. The plane doesn't max out its weight, but it max out the cargo volume. So from their point of view, that's uh, you know big parcels that maybe aren't that heavy or are actually quite costly for them. But uh, yes, in a world where um, you know UPS and FedEx are, are slugging it out on price, you, you, USPS seems to be going in the opposite direction. And the other thing I, I, I saw uh, confirmed, I think this week, <clears throat> not sure of the exact dates. But the good old regional rate boxes, which is the eBay seller's friend, certainly regional rate box A, uh, will be withdrawn in 2023. Now, that's that's bad news, right? Yeah, except actually, especially if you're in Florida or California, or does it not matter where you are? I never seem to save money with a regional rate box. Uh-huh. I, you just kind of have to have something heavy and small. Yeah, it's 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 heavy, small, and going a long way. If you if that's your your item and it fits in the box, it's a really good deal. Now they say that they didn't get a lot of take up on it. I mean, I get tons of them. I mean, I see. I mean, I buy a lot of stuff on eBay, obviously. But you know, uh, any savvy seller that's selling something that fits in the box is going to because use that all the time because that's kind of like your trump card that. Apart, well, after you've gone past flat rate envelope, that's your next best item in the hierarchy. So that'll be uh, that'll be a shame to lose those. Although realistically, the regional rate box is really just giving you access to eBay uh, to USPS's cubic based pricing structure. 
just without calling it as such and making it simpler to understand. So I guess they would argue that for the people that really care about it and that might be sensitive, those guys understand that they can simply flip over to the cubic tariff and get more or less the same deal. It's not quite the same deal, but it's 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 probably close enough. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe they feel they're giving too much money away on those products. So are you going to be able to use your leftover regional rate packages or, or no? As I see it, the tariff goes away. So my guess is you can, if you've got the boxes sitting around, you can use them, but they're going to be priced out at the regular Cubic. weight and, and volume and, uh, and dimensional base weight. Okay. Uh, and eBay doesn't like the give large those discounts, game size right? flat rate box. Oh, it's not Whereas like if that. You can, okay. If you can find one of those, I guess you can I still use it because the large flat rate box tariff still exists in the system. Oh, I still have large flat rate boxes, by the way, the game board style ones. Yeah. Well, I, and we talked before, I, I ordered a, a ton of those before they disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't, don't really use them very much, but they'll keep me going for the next 10 years. Yeah. All right. So you know you uh, what was it. that? That was the, the end of the regional rate boxes. All right. We'll come back with uh, more of uh, uh, some advice on how to uh, make more money selling on eBay right after this. Okay. So Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts. We need your help. Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sellsellsell.online. That's www.sellsellsell.online. Thank you for being part of the show. Very good. And, uh, you know, Sherry, the eBay people are, they always try and persuade us that the free shipping thing is something we should get into, free returns, that sort of stuff. Because you do free returns, don't you? I do, yes. And you too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, um, the incremental number of returns I get is immeasurably small, I think, in reality. And the fact that I get the 10% off on the, the fees across everything uh, more than more than covers that incremental cost. So I'm more than happy to do that. And I'd be very, very unhappy if they switched that, turn that away now. I was a bit nervous when it started and now I quite like it and I don't think I'd want to go back. So there we go. Uh, but, uh, you know, they say that's the industry standard and everyone said, well, is that true? Um, and there was an article in the Wall Street Journal, I think it was this week, about whether or not that is true. Did you see that one? Yes, you'll have to tell me if I missed anything, but I... Uh, saw that the main thing that I noticed from the article is that from 2021, uh, they have they said like 18% of retailers um, didn't offer free shipping on returns, and now it's double that amount that isn't offering free shipping. Mm -hmm. So there's that, and then there's also, I guess a lot of retailers had a 60-day return window, which mm -hmm. is not something I would want, although it can end up being that long. But um, the Gap, with all of its stores like Old Navy and Banana Republic, have shortened their return window from 45 to 30 days, and J. Crew cut theirs in half also. Um, so they're cutting down their return window, although now I can't remember who it was, uh, where oh Walmart and Target announced recently that 
even purchases made as early as October will be eligible for returns after the holiday season to entice people to do their holiday shopping now. You can still return it after the holiday season if the person doesn't like it or something. Yeah, so it seems like there's a trend towards tightening this stuff up, and it was a bit silly. I mean, some of these policies were very, very lax and would have cost a lot, and people were, you know, buying, if they were a medium, buying a large and a small at the same time and because they had free returns and deciding which one they like fit the best and send back the two they didn't didn't need and that stock that's that's not saleable to anybody else it may not come back in quite the right condition to be sold as new you know it's expensive yeah now because i sell a lot of clothing i do have a lot of returns compared to you where it's, it's a rare occurrence but i still like free returns and um the way that i kind of offset that expense is a i know i get the 10 percent discount for my fees uh -huh. but also just by something we're going to talk about in a little while but making that one or two dollars from the post office negotiated rate with ebay and the buyer paying the retail rate that helps me offset my expense because i get a returns every week at least a few a week for things that didn't fit hmm. okay well let's let's talk about that because i think most people don't know that you you have a if you do paid shipping there's there's two options and most people just leave it set to the default option yeah yeah so i remembered seeing a while back an option from ebay saying do you want to charge the buyers the retail rate or the discounted rate that you're getting. And I picked that I wanted to do the retail rate, which worked for a while, but lately, UPS, their retail rate is so much more than the negotiated rate with eBay that I'm sure it's was stopping several things from selling I mean, I, the I larger just, items. Because I think that I've seen because when you print a label through eBay, it will tell you the discount that you get relative to the, the published rate. And I'm seeing UPS labels going through with, I don't know, 40, 50, 57% discount or something versus the headline rate. So it, that would mean that when you sell an item, it might be with the headline rate shipping at $40, whereas the actual label cost you may be actually coming in at under 20. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a big gap, as you were saying. And I'm not trying to make a ton of money on shipping. I, so what I think I even said on a previous show that I wish I could have the buyer get the UPS eBay negotiated rate, but still make my dollar or two uh -huh. on the post office one. And as I was calling eBay, <laughs> I went again, because this was my second attempt to my account preferences and then shipping preferences and lo and behold under shipping preferences i found the option to just select the carrier that i wanted to offer that discounted rate to the buyer so i could do it by carrier so i did ups and fedex i wanted the buyer to get the discounted rate and then so but did you discover or figure out a way of adding a little bit of padding to it that maybe covers no. the cost of the box? Because that's kind of the problem. It's either it's either too high or too low. The middle ground is quite hard unless you unless you play around with the weights and dimensions, and that's a dangerous game. 
Yeah, it'll come back and bite is, you. <laughs> and you know, as a result of this new setting today, I did ride really close to losing a couple dollars. And actually, I cut down a box quite a bit. Hmm. Um, not that I'm, I, I always do that, but I really had to fight for it or I was going to lose some money. So um, it's okay, though. I, I, I'm, I'm good with that because when we're getting a discount of 40, 50%, 57%, it doesn't make sense to charge the buyer that retail rate. And this, I mean, I do a lot of buying because I'm an arbitrager. I buy on eBay, I sell on eBay. So I look at things from the buyer's perspective a lot. And the shipping prices have kind of gone out of control because they've gone up, you know, with all these rate increases and surcharges and inflation and residential, this, that, and the others. And I know full well it doesn't cost anything like that much to send the package. And it's a big turnoff to buying. And I understand the seller doesn't want to give it away at absolute cost and make nothing whatsoever and have nothing to cover the cost of the box and the tape and stuff. But, you know, it, it's, the, the as you said, the differential between the, the headline rate and the actual rates has really opened up to the point where it needs to be somewhere in the middle. I don't know whether eBay has any plans to change it. I think a lot of sellers think, well, this is great. I'm making a bit of money now. But... I, I, I don't think it's in the interest of the marketplace. Yeah, and I'm sure it's, I have buyers who will say to me, is it really this much to ship to me? And that's a real pain because then I have to say, well, where are you located? Because I, it doesn't always show where they're located. And then I have to figure it out. So this is going to eliminate a lot of that communication. And um, also there are people who I'm sure aren't asking me, they're just not buying the item. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm glad that I've... But I think it's interesting because it may be just going back to the whole free shipping debate actually pushes you more towards offering free shipping because effectively you're offering something which in the marketplace may be seen as a $40 value that's actually only costing you 20 So mm -hmm. by bundling it in... Uh, you you get the advantage, if you like, of of that other guys out there who charge looking at rather expensive, and it's not costing you quite so much to to offer free shipping as maybe you know you would have thought. Yeah, good point. So you know, uh, again, that's a reason why I think that that works reasonably well for me. But you know, I'm dealing with fairly high margin, high ticket items, and shipping is a small percentage. So we're talking about a small percentage of a small percentage, and, and I can eat that you know, on the average without a problem. Right. If I sell a thousand dollar or more item, I normally do have free shipping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you on that. All right. Okay. If you've got any thoughts or suggestions as to how to find that middle value without making life even more complicated than it is already, if that's possible, uh, do get in touch. Uh, you can send us a, a voicemail. That would work. Or you can uh, uh, send us a text. The number's 833-EBAY-723. That's 833-EBAY-723 if you want to get in touch. Uh, also, we mentioned, Terry, the other day that uh, it was on the uh, chat board. Someone had seen a new, what they called a new feedback page, and this was being tested. I actually, this came up for me with a transaction I was looking at. It's not really uh, a feedback page. Maybe you've seen it. I, I think it came up because I was looking at buying something from a seller, and then I clicked on their seller ID or something to kind of start to go through the process of looking at their feedback. So it's kind of an interstitial page that jumps up 
between buying something and when you would have gone to look at the whole, the old feedback page, it jumps up and tries to give you a condensed summary of the seller. So there's, it's a, it's a simple layer. It only has like the last six feedbacks, but it does have the number of items they've sold and things like that. I mean, it's quite a clean layout. Uh, I don't dispute with that. Uh, one of the questions we had when we, we first talked about this was what happens if you're a top-rated seller? Does that make its way onto this new simplified page? Because, you know, I spent a lot of effort trying to um, maintain that status. And I'd like eBay to please give me some value out of that and uh, promote that. And um, I was able to find one of these pages for someone who is a top-rated seller. And no, it doesn't. They don't put it on the page. It's no. lurking away behind a second tab uh, somewhere else on that uh, on that page. So um, I think that's, that's not great. Um, I did file one of those sort of tell us about this new page kind of things. We'll see what happens to that. I usually go for a bit of rant on those things because I find actually by being forthright in my opinions and trying to be specific, uh, there's a much better chance that the market agents, marketing agency that gets CC'd on those things says, oh, we're having a focus group. Do you want to come and join us for an hour and tell us your thoughts? So um, I, I do tend to sort of go off the deep end a bit with these things, but actually I then end up, I think, with a, a better position to actually try and change things. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you see that and you're interested in, and think you have any thoughts on that, please do to get in touch. We'd like to we'd like to hear that. Uh, let's have a look here. What else we got coming up? Oh, Jerry, you mentioned previously that you found a much better way of tracking those pesky eBay, what's it called, Standard International? I can't remember all the, inter the ESIs, EIS, or whatever it is, acronyms. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's parcel, parcelsapp.com. Because this, the problem is that uh, the eBay Standard International, if I remember it right, um, doesn't go through the regular post office system. It goes out to... Um, uh, DHL or Ascendia or these other sort of, you know, post office kind of places, but they're not the real the actual post offices. So the, yeah. the regular post office tracking isn't going to track the parcel. And eBay doesn't give you an external link that you can give to your buyer to say, this is the status of the parcel. They just say, go to the transaction status page and you'll find it there. Well, that's fine. But a lot of people don't want to have to drill down through some dumb website just to see what's going on. And... In the past, the one I've used is trackmyshipment.co, I think it is from memory, and that's the one that eBay used to recommend as the alternative. And yes, it'll, it'll track the parcel, but it's, it's lacking in a little bit of information. But you, brought, you, you switched me onto this other site, which I've discovered is far, far better and gives you okay. lots, of, lots of juicy detail. So that's parcelsapp.com. For example, and this is this actually works with um, regular post office tracking as well, because I had a guy buy something quite expensive, and he's in the Netherlands. Now, one of the problems with sending things to the Netherlands is, and I've learned this uh, over the years, that when an item arrives at Schiphol and goes into customs, the Dutch post office don't record any scanning activity between those two events. I think stuff does go on, but they don't show it. USPS, as the the bilateral partner of the Dutch Post Office, pulls that in, pulls the information from a Dutch Post Office. So if the Dutch don't scan it, then USPS can't see it. And there's this rather uncomfortable gap 
between the parcel leaving, in my case, the US and for me, it'd be Miami, and it being sent off to the Netherlands and there's nothing in between. And after a couple of weeks, you start to get these emails saying, hey, is my stuff lost and what's going on here? And are you going to refund me and all this stuff? Ran it through your app, your parcelsapp.com, and there was way more information there than I got through the official USPS system, USPS system even on one of a post office-based product. And yes, I could see it, you know, going through the customs process and all that sort of stuff that was not um, not visible on the on the regular system. So uh, if you've got a situation where someone says, "Where's my stuff?" Uh, not a bad idea to run the number through parcelsapp.com and see whether it provides more information. Uh, that's a that's a tip from Sherry, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm job. the one who really knows about this. Very good. So that's Thank uh, you. Uh, that's uh, that's a, that's one for you to take away and keep. Money saving tip for you. All right, let's move yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> eBay, uh, uh, they seem to be. Um, well, uh, uh, policing reading- policing our, um, our use of grammar, right? Yeah, but why are they rewriting titles after the listing closes in all caps when we're not supposed to use caps? They, they, cause I mean, they, all caps. Uh, just to... to uh, what, what, what seems to be happening here is if you write a listing and you don't use enough capitals in it, like you don't capitalize the beginning and all the relevant words, I don't know what the threshold is... Not when the listing's running, but when the listing closes, the doc, all the all the subsequent stuff you receive, eBay's gone through and and put the whole thing in all capitals. That is so strange. Why? Especially when they don't want us to have our titles in all caps. Don't you think some people will? Yeah, and the first to say, don't do that. It, it, Google doesn't like it. It's harder to read. It's shouting. It's rude. It doesn't do well. It doesn't scan on the page. doesn't look good on mobile, blah, 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 blah. And yet, if you don't use enough capitals, and I haven't quite worked out where the threshold is, they will <laughs> – this is when it closes, so it's not really – it's, it's visible be, to the both parties, glitch? but it's not It's not uh, to anybody else's. Why, why bother? Why did they sit down in a meeting room and say, you know what, we're going to take our precious development budget, we're not going to develop something we all care about, let's go and do this instead. This is really, really important. This is high priority. You don't think this is some kind of a bug? I don't, I, I don't. I can't see how it would happen unless someone sat down and wrote a requirements document and said, "Okay, here we are, developers, make this happen." How, how else would that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so I don't know. Uh, theories are very welcome if you have a thought as to what's going on with that, because we can't fathom it out. It just, and have you seen it? I, I've, see, I've seen it many times now. It's not just something that's happening. Just, yeah, we don't get into glitches and stuff here, because otherwise we'd end up filling the entire show with what glitches are happening <laughs> today. And by the time you heard it, <laughs> there'd be another glitch coming up. But this has been going on for months. And it's obviously someone sat down and thought this is a brilliant idea. And I just can't, I don't think why. But maybe you have thoughts. 833-EBAY-723 is our number. Let us know. Where do you have any thoughts? And I'm on I'm on travel this week, so it's a slightly strange schedule for me. And uh, strangely, actually, when I'm on vacation, I get up early in the morning when I when I work. I don't know why that is, but there we are. Um, so I'm out here, um, like sending off best offers and stuff at five in the morning or whatever. And you'd be amazed how many people write back at five ten saying offer accepted. And I can't believe that they're all up and about 
running, you know, doing their packages and stuff at five in the morning. Are they in the U.S.? Because yeah, you're on yeah, Eastern yeah. time. I'm on, East, I'm on Eastern time. So if they're on the other U.S. time, so it's even earlier in the morning. That is so bizarre. Do people, I mean, is, uh, do, do, do eBay sellers just have that phone sitting by the bed? And it goes ding and, and in the three in the morning you, you, you wake up and send back an offer? It, does, it just makes me wonder. Yeah, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb starting at 9.30 at night, and which is a good thing because I invariably wake up to eBay notifications and text messages that came in at 10, 11 o'clock. But, but in, um, in fairness, when you when you when you're not in uh, silent mode, you're pretty much on eBay a lot of the time. We discovered that in our little uh, um, trip to Las Vegas that you're very much on call. I am, yeah. Um, you, I mean, I'm kind of on my phone as much as a teenager, right? Yeah. But and, then you have people running your operation that probably need your guidance. But uh, it did. Did the, you're very you're very diligent and very hardworking compared to people like me that just post it and let it do its thing and. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It'll probably sell at some point. Well, I, I want to be more like you. Well, but yes, it, it gnaws know. away at me when somebody asks me, what is the waste when it's stretched? You know, it's like until I go re-measure it fully stretched, I can't mm -hmm. rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing I try and avoid doing I, is getting into like difficult questions and technical support stuff when I'm supposed to be going to bed because I will spend the entire night noodling through what the heck is going on and what all these symptoms might mean and what the answers might be. And I, I'll have a very poor night's sleep. So, Oh yeah. I try I, to have a so cut just, off. Right. I do have that cut off. That's why I have the do not disturb because. Excellent. Yeah. Well, if you have any, any experience of that crazy people that, that spend all night worrying about their offers and stuff that let us know, because that just strikes me as really what, and it just happened a lot this week. I just couldn't work out why. People weren't just getting their beauty sleep and not worrying about their, you know, $15 shirt or something they were trying to sell. Yeah. So that's just my thought. And um, we have uh, coming up, if you get this in time, uh, in the near future, we have another eBay uh, seller check-in, I think they call them. And that's an opportunity to hear from the eBay executives. Um, about what's going on, maybe their plans for the Christmas promotional period. Uh, next one is coming up on the 16th of November. And after that uh, meeting, there'll be a networking session, chance to uh, join some sellers uh, on the platform and um, talk about whatever expertise they might be able to bring. You'll be joining that event? I will be, but I, I have a note on my calendar that I'm doing a networking room, but I haven't uh, seen any... In correspondence regarding that oh, have okay. you received correspondence have, about so your maybe, networking maybe room you dropped off the system <laughs> that's okay that. i don't mind for this one because right. i'd really like to work out that day and if i do a networking but i will anyway philip jackson here saying thanks very much indeed for your company today and have a great week